The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. Today, we are talking about cancer and surviving cancer. And I'm interviewing two women who coordinate the Cancer Survivorship Program and work with many different modalities to help cancer survivors. My first guest is Francine Lawrence. She's a doctoral candidate at Saybrook, and she's created the new Center for Cancer Survivors in Louisiana called Thrive. And she's also the director of survivorship services at Mary Bird Perkins, Our Lady of the Lake Cancer Center in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Also with us by phone is Lynn Shainer, who teaches at Saybrook University. She works as a mind-body specialist, trainer, and instructor, and is based near Washington, D.C. She founded Praxis, Wellness in Life and Work and is a wellness practice specializing in mind-body approaches to both. She's also certified as a hypnotherapist and EFT master trainer, which is emotional freedom technique. Welcome, Francine, and welcome, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So um, I'll just ask the question, and then you both can answer. So, Francine, I'm going to start with you. What got you interested in this approach to help cancer survivors in a more holistic way? I became interested when I realized what a devastating illness cancer can be, not just to the patient, but to everyone that is involved in that individual's life, their family, their loved ones, their caregivers, because it becomes, when you work with persons that have cancer, you realize that even though their treatment, their initial formal treatment may end on a certain date, the changes that impact their life due to cancer go on sometimes forever, but at least for long periods of time. So I was interested in looking at how we could help people move forward, even after their initial treatment ends, and living life that is a quality life and one that has meaning and purpose. Mm. All right. And, and how about you, Lynn? Yeah, similarly, I... Um, became interested in cancer as I, I experienced in my own life my mother's decline and eventual death from um, a very devastating cancer. And back then, I was much, much younger. It was about 30 years ago, and I was helpless in the face of that to, to help her. And over the years, I became interested in how, how there might be approaches that may lessen some of the difficulties of cancer, both for the patients or the, the people who are going through treatment, who are surviving treatment, and for their family. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it began, it began a, a long journey in looking into integrative approaches. All right. So 
What are, I, I know you, you, you both have different specialties in working with cancer patients and you also work together. My question is, why doesn't traditional medicine help cancer survivors and in terms of cancer survivor patients? Or does it, but not all the time? What would you say to that? Well, if I were to speak, I would say that traditional medicine does help cancer survive, survivors. It does help them, you know, um, even after they completed their initial treatment because it's very important that cancer survivors do things such as have follow-up exams or um, have their preventative medicines like vaccines, you know, things that are found in traditional medicine because this does help keep their body healthy and strong. So... Just as I'm sure you'll hear Lynn and I both say many times, there is definitely a place for traditional medicine and cancer survivorship. We just know that there's not one modality that can meet all the needs of every person, that there's certainly the emotional, psychosocial, the spiritual needs that go along with cancer survivorship. And that's where more of the complementary approaches to cancer survivorship can come into play. Yes, and just sort of tagging on to that, um, it, it really is true. Both Francine and I are, are um, healthy and ardent supporters of traditional uh, complementary or traditional contemporary approaches because there there is a good track record. And at the same time, for the ongoing difficulties with um, pain, with discomfort, with emotional difficulties, spiritual and social difficulties, the various approaches that we work with can help reduce the stress response, can help people cope with the ongoing difficulties of the ebbs and flows of their own diagnosis and that of their families. And one of the things we know, that, for example, with the stress response, which is what happens with our body when we're triggered by difficulties, we know that various of these modalities reduce stress response. It increases the calm internally that allows for faster healing, that allows for the internal immune system to become more robust and therefore helps the person's individual systems as well as those of their caretakers. The techniques you're using, whether it's EFT or it's a meditation practice that are more alternative, also apply to the family members that are working with the cancer survivors, correct? Yes, absolutely. And both Francine and I have a lot of experience with that. One of the things that I provide on a, on a regular basis here in the D.C. area is um, our workshops for cancer survivors and for all of their anybody who is associated with them in their lives. And one of the things that happens is in the associated caregivers as well as friends and family, their stress levels are are terribly high. They feel sometimes helpless and often hopeless. They don't know what to do, and their burden of um, difficulty goes up depending on the needs of their uh, family members' difficulties and, and challenges. So these techniques help people reduce their own levels of stress, help them calm, help them focus, help them be more efficacious in their own lives. And um, it's sort of the analogy of putting the oxygen mask on yourself so that you can help a child next to you. 
I do. Yeah, which is so important. Also, and it, can't just, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, if I were to tack on to that, um, what Lynn is saying is that also when we teach caregivers how to use some of these self-help methods such as deep breathing or um, to use guided imagery or meditation, we've then provided them with tools that they can use to help the patient. So it's 3 in the morning and the patient is developing quite a bit of pain and the caregiver is at a loss as to what to do. But once they've learned how to help their bodies relax, they then know how to teach the patient and can coach them through some of these difficult times when it's not easy to get a physician on the phone or you can't get an appointment to see the physician. We give them tools to work with their patient. You know, another thing is that cancer survivors often will go through bouts of depression and lethargy and, you know, kind of numbness. So wouldn't these techniques be very positive and proactive to help move them through that? Mm-hmm. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Yes, they, yeah. they, they definitely are. I, I know um, in, in working with patients, we find that lack of energy um, is definitely one of the major concerns. And someone described it to me, they're not just tired, they're bone tired. And Mm -hmm. so one thing that we do with patients is to use breathing exercises that actually can energize you and can bring kind of an awakening to the body. And so we do um, work with patients to teach them different movement exercises. Sometimes it's forms of yoga or Qigong or they're just different exercises that definitely are... um, aimed at targeting to energize the body rather than simply, you know, calm it down or relax it. Yeah, so right. really. And Go ahead. EFT and, and uh, other techniques are also helpful in this way because what happens internally for the person is that by experiencing some shift inside, even if it's a small shift, they begin to have a feeling of hope. There's a possibility. Things, things are feeling a little better. And they learn that even though they may be experiencing a momentary or even a, a long-term feeling of lethargy or that bone tiredness, as they experience shift, they can see that that can be repeated. And so a positive spiral can begin within. She probably yeah. have a copy. Yeah. So, so what you're really looking at, both of you, is you're really looking at it's kind of grassroots in a way. It it's really taking the person where they are and giving them techniques that they can practice on their own, so they're not helpless. They don't just um, you know become panicked, but you give them some tools. That's very true. In fact, one of the things that. Um, the um, creator of the mind-body program that Lynn and I have both studied um, says kind of as a mantra is that self-care is the key to health care. And we often right. pass that message along to our patients. It's very empowering when they realize that there's something they can do for themselves. Often as a person having cancer or having survived cancer, 
you feel like the victim, that you've been at the mercy of this horrible disease. And then on top of that, you've been at the mercy of doctor schedules and Mm -hmm. um, treatments that have been very uncomfortable. So you're very much in the lesser position, the lesser role or the victim, you might say. But when patients realize that they can have an effect on their own immune system, that they can get themselves out of a panic situation, and that they can affect even their mood for that day, they become filled with hope, as Lynn has said, and they have a whole new sense of self-worth and self-power that can really carry them through to the next day. Very good. All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk more about working with cancer patients uh, who are in, who are cancer survivors and with alternative treatments. And my guests are Lynn Shainer, who is, teaches at Saybrook University. She's a mind-body specialist, trainer, and instructor. And Francine Lawrence, who's a doctoral candidate at Saybrook, who's created a center for cancer survivors called Thrive. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The schizophrenia community faces tough challenges every day. The community includes individuals living with schizophrenia, their partners, parents, children, siblings, friends, neighbors, co-workers, and also their providers of health care and social services. To hear Dr. Gordon Atherley introduce members of the schizophrenia community who are sharing their experiences, tune in to Schizophrenia Community Radio every week. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What can you find on Get Real Radio? Well, quite honestly, who you really are. Join host James Robinson each week for a program designed to reveal more about yourself and your world through words of wisdom and profound guests. You'll discover more about the spiritual movement and how it can work with you and alert you to problems you may not be aware of. It will educate, titillate, and enlighten your mind. Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You 
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. We are back. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show, and I'm Patricia Raskin. We are talking about alternative treatments and modalities for cancer survivor patients. My guests are Francine Lawrence, uh, completed her PhD at Saybrook University, and she has created a center for cancer survivors called Thrive. And Lynn Shaner, who also teaches at Saybrook University, she's a mind-body specialist trainer and instructor. And she also works with EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, and is a Reiki master and a hypnotherapist. All right, I'm going to start with you, Lynn. Tell us about EFT. I know about it, and I've worked with it, but I think it's a wonderful, wonderful modality. Right. Thank you. Yes, Uh, EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, also goes by a nickname called Tapping, T-A-P-P-I-N-G. And what it is, is a combination of acupressure, that is, sort of percussively, you tap on various points on the body while using combinations of talking words. These two actions, which draw on deep consciousness and the system within the body that acupuncture uses, Combined to do a number of things. They reduce cortisol. They reduce adrenaline. They reduce the harmful chemicals in our body and the harmful hormones. And they increase the positive. So mm-hmm. they sort of supercharge the immune response within the human body and supercharge the relaxation response in a way that can be quite remarkable in reducing discomfort and increasing positivity. Mm, yeah. So if you're feeling if you're feeling panicked in some way, this would be something that you could do for yourself, correct? That would help you. Absolutely. And that was that was my personal doorway into it was through some difficulties I was having, some physical difficulties. I wanted something that would work. I was skeptical, um, mm-hmm. but a friend of mine walked me through it, and then I began the training that led me to where I am now. This is something that absolutely people can do for themselves. And in a moment, with this technique that's literally at the tips of their fingers, they can shift things in a way that is palpable. It's not about placebo. It's not about, you know, maybe it might work if you believe in it. It is a shift because this is a mechanical technique that works within our bodies. It's it's really a lovely, lovely technique. And it's working with... The meridians, right, in in your system. Explain a little bit about how that works. Right. So the meridian system is is not well understood um, because we don't have cameras yet that are small enough to see it. But what we do know is that the meridian system is essentially something like a communication system within the body. It's been known for thousands of years in other traditions. And the most famous tradition within this is acupuncture. Mm -hmm. So these particular points are used to convey essentially an electromagnetic signal throughout the body's system that then creates these other effects. Mm. 
Very good. All right. I want to move over to Francine. Francine, what are some of your favorite techniques that you have worked with cancer survivors, um, you know, at, at your, at Thrive? Well, the technique that I find patients seem to attend most um, favorably and, you know, seem to gravitate to is what I call the mind-body-together group. And it is a support group because we have learned that support groups are one of the um, top-rated forms of complementary care for cancer survivors based on the research that we have and their effectiveness with patients. So it combines both a support group and the learning of mind-body medicine techniques. So each week we meet as a group and we check in and we talk about how each other is doing. And then uh, we practice a mind-body skill. So one week we'll practice meditation or another week we'll practice breathing techniques. Another week we'll do biofeedback or guided imagery. And I find that by teaching um, and working with patients in a real practical way, as to how to learn some of these self-help tools, they then are prepared to take them and use them at their homes. And I hear all sorts of stories about how they've shared them with family members or sometimes we'll do vision boards and they'll talk about sharing the vision board with their granddaughter Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But having that element of the support group along with it has also been vital in that it helps them feel connected to other cancer survivors and they feel like, They're not alone in this journey. So that is among my favorite. But um, I I think also what really catches the attention of cancer patients while they're undergoing treatment and then transfers over into their life once they're out of treatment is the use of art. I find that even the very basic skills of coloring, you know, there's a big surge right now using adult coloring books. Well, Mm, I didn't know that. that. Yes, yes. There's a there's a huge if you if you try to order adult coloring books through Amazon, you'll find that they're all on back order, <laughs> and that's wow. because it's been on the Today Show and you know in the in the newspapers. And we were using the coloring books here with our patients even before that. So if a person was receiving their chemotherapy. We would take coloring sheets to them, you know, that had adult scenes on them and help them color. But then we brought in the the technique of using mandalas, which is an ancient Hindu, Mm -hmm. Buddhist, excuse me, Buddhist form of meditation. And they're circular in nature and they have intricate designs. And by using colors to color in these mandalas, the patient feel a sense of relaxation and stress reduction. And studies have shown that when patients are relaxed while receiving their treatment, that their treatment is actually more effective and that their quality of life has improved. So even though they may have learned this while they're receiving treatment, we also make sure that they have take-home so that they can also do this at home even after they've completed treatment. So those are two of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, and, and so all of this combined makes such a difference. Do you feel, both of you, that, that your treatments completely eliminate the symptoms that patients are having? Where, what would you say there, uh, Francine? Um, I find that there are times when patients do 
experience complete relief of symptoms, but it doesn't happen all the time. And I don't really know the reasons of why that is. You know, perhaps it's the condition that the patient has, perhaps Mm. it's their ability to practice the skill, but certainly I have experienced work with patients where they will have been in pain. I had one situation where a person with breast cancer had unrelenting pain and physicians finally as a last resort asked that I come in and and do some work with her. And having done that, she was able to fall into a deep sleep and woke up stating that she felt just this kind of warm, refreshed feeling about her body. So I have experienced that, but that doesn't always work that magically or or that thoroughly. So um, uh, they're also temporary in nature, I find, a lot of times with complementary approaches, that we have to practice this on a day-in and day-out basis. All right, Lynn, your comments about this in terms of eliminating the symptoms and how you work with patients. Yes, I mean, I, I think that um, I absolutely um, echo what Francine says, and the I have experience with clients a number of times where the, the symptoms, usually it's a pain, um, will dissolve completely as we're working together. And it's also true that these things ebb and flow depending on their day-to-day activities, depending on what's going on in their bodies. Um, so just as with any other approaches to disease or difficulty, these things are ongoing and the challenges are ongoing. And so the, the hope is that the individuals will continue to practice, as Francine says, day in, day out. And I often will add to that easily and effortlessly so that they have this apart as a part of their routine and they know that it will alleviate things to some degree, that in and itself helps them as well. So the, um, it is unrealistic to think that any approach will dissolve all, all aspects of the disease for good. I mean, that just doesn't it, doesn't, it doesn't correlate with what we understand about the disease. And, but what we do know is that these things can lessen the difficulty and give people hope and possibility and some relief on an ongoing basis. All right. Thank you both. Uh, closing thoughts. How would you, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? I'll start with, um, uh, I'll start with you, Lynn. I think closing thoughts is that even though cancer can be and is a devastating, devastating diagnosis for the person and those around him or her, there are possibilities to work within that to alleviate discomfort and to increase hope and possibility and quality, meaningful lives. And these integrative approaches are a very useful pathway to that and should be integrated into everyday cancer care as well as for the rest of us for, for the rest of our lives. All right. Go ahead. Yes, please, Francine. If I were to just add to that, oftentimes we feel like cancer takes so much away from our lives. But we've learned through the use of, and practice of these different modalities that not only can you come to a place in your life where you have regained your functionality, but you actually surpass where you were 
to start off with, even prior to cancer, because the learning and the personal growth um, that accompanies these complementary approaches to medicine often bring enlightenment, which um, takes us to a way of living life that is more awakened and more um, able to receive those things around us. All right. Thank you both very much for coming on the program. How can people learn about your work? Any, uh, um, would you like um, to leave a, a, a website or email? Sure. They can contact me through www.eftpraxis.com. Okay. And you can mm-hmm. contact Francine at www.mbpoll backslash thrive. Okay. All right, thank you so much both for being on the, on the interview, and um, it was very inspiring. Francine Lawrence and Lynn Shainer. You're welcome from Sabrick University. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, uh, stay tuned. We'll be right up next with our next interview right here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin for The Patricia Raskin Show. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.